0: Welcome back Draft Kings and Queens. This is the Racial Draft Podcast and I am your host Michael Ford. Uh we are not joined by our regular co-host this week but we have been joined by the illustrious, the amazing master thespian himself all the way from where are you from globe trotter so, so, TJ Stukes. Where where are you where are you residing at the at the moment?
1: I am residing in El Paso, Texas.
0: El Paso, Texas. All right, a couple of time zones away. Uh, <laughs> let the people know how you're doing.
1: I'm doing well. Uh, I had a busy weekend. Uh, hosted a memorial tournament, and it was huge. And uh, a couple of days before that, wrapped filming for my first lead movie ever. And all right. I'm excited for it.
0: Excited. Well, We are all excited in the racial draft community. Uh, we will. We will put give you full support when when the time comes, when the trailer's out and it's, and it's time to support. But uh, f- you know, for now, if this is your first show, I apologize. But what we are going to do is what we do every week, and that is change the complexion of the comic book universe one draft pick at a time through the racial draft, race bending, flipping, bouncing, remixing all of your favorite characters. And we had a really, really busy week this week. We had a ton of characters uh, get drafted and uh, Stooks is gonna help me recap the week that was for the racial draft and maybe, and maybe propose a character for this week. But, hey. but let's start, let's start with the first character to make his presence felt And that would be Tim Drake. No. Timothy Drake was drafted by the black delegation. And they were drafted by, there was a, they were originally nominated by the multiracial delegation. No, I'm sorry. They were originally nominated by the black delegation the multiracial delegation got involved in the bidding, but ultimately it was a black delegation for a total of six dollars and thirty cents. That's all it took for wow. the black delegation to acquire Tim Drake. That is a steal. That, that is a steal. Is,
1: yeah. Huge steal.
0: Uh, a they went huge at, steal. Uh, their their visual referent is a, I forgot the name of the actor, but uh, you know, he's in, he's a uh, Good-looking guy, good-looking, good-looking black dude. Some curly, some curly hair, and he's going to be—he's uh, going to be occupying the visual, the visual reference for Tim Drake. And I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the wiki for Tim Drake. At the age of nine, Timothy Drake cleverly deduced the identities of Batman and Robin. Four years later, after the death of Jason Todd, Tim convinced Batman that he should be the new Robin. After a few years of Robin, he later became the leader of Young Justice. And he's now recently taken back up the mantle of Robin. So uh what do you think of Tim Drake? Is he one of your favorites? Is he your favorite Robin?
1: You know what? Um obviously I'm gonna go with uh Dick, obviously.
0: Okay, but well, you know.
1: I do like Tim Drake. I like um I I I do like Tim Drake. But he's not my favorite, Robin.
0: Got it, got it, and you know, and then in this upcoming season of Titans, uh, there will also, there will actually be a Black Tim Drake. So you know, there's a little bit of synergy there between the Black delegation drafting Tim Drake, Tim Drake, and what will happen in uh, multimedia. So We've you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned is. on that. However, <laughs> I'd like to know, and I'm sure you'd like to know, what the people thought. The people gave it an 87. Point five percent approval rating. They liked it. Seventy-five percent strongly approve. Twelve point five percent somewhat approve. Zero percent mm. somewhat disapprove, and twelve point five percent racist. Twelve point five percent out there burning crosses uh, for oh, Tim man. Drake. Man, wow! You know, you hate to see it. You hate to see. You hate to see the. You know. The racism rears ugly head. The bigots. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, I don't know, I feel like, but that's, even still, I feel like that was a strong acquisition for the Black delegation. They have my kudos. Definitely a steal. Definitely, definitely. But next, their next uh, character to get racially drafted is another Robin, and this time drafted by the multiracial delegation, Tim, sorry, Damian Wayne, the Mm. son of Batman was, uh, now he was originally proposed by the Latinx delegation and you know, a bunch of delegations got involved in the mix. And in a contrast, in contrast to Tim Drake, he went for $167 Mm. but the multiracial delegation ended up claiming him and that was quite the draft. What are your thoughts on Damian Wayne?
1: Damian Wayne, i love his brashness. You know, um, I think that uh, the moral compass of Damian Wayne is uh, diluted, <laughs> <laughs> the best and the, the best worst way possible. But um, always love. I don't care. I'm gonna kill anybody. Right. I don't right. Care. Get of my way. And and you know, I do like Damian Wayne. I've always liked mm-hmm. Damian Wayne.
0: Now he has been depicted in animation, but he has yet to be depicted in live action. So, you know, it still remains to be seen what direction they'll go in that respect. Obviously in the comics, he is multiracial. He just happens to be uh, white and uh, Middle Eastern. Um, So in this iteration, I noticed that uh, the multiracial delegation shows a darker, a little bit darker skinned of an actor. Um, Yeah.
1: He he looks the part though. I'm looking at him right now. He looks, the the kid looks the part.
0: So, you know, we can, we can, we can play around a little bit with the, with the visual depiction. So I'm all about darker skinned uh, Damian Wayne. Uh, Let's find out what, sorry. Let me read from the wiki. It's, it's very brief. Damian Wayne is the son of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul trained by the League of Assassins all his life. Damian joined his father's side in the war against crime by becoming the fifth Robin. And the people, the people gave it a sixty-six point seven percent approval rating, including fifty percent strongly approve, sixteen point seven percent somewhat approve, sixteen point seven percent somewhat disapprove, and sixteen point seven percent
1: racist. racist. <laughs> you know, <Be>
0: <laughs> like, how you gonna hate on? How are you gonna hate on him being what he is? they are you gonna be mad at uh, a multiracial person being multiracial? Mm-mm-mm.
1: They they need to look within themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the themselves. very least, they should have uh, chimed in and said that they disapproved of the price or something. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, because $167 for that, for Damian Wayne, I even though
0: I love him, that's a lot. I mean, listen, it, you know, that's what happens when you're in demand. Like people, you know, people, people gotta, gotta, gotta price it up. Like he, listen, he's, he's probably gonna score some points. He's got a solo book, you know, he'll show, he shows up, he's, he's our uh, best friends with uh, Jonathan Kent, a uh, Superboy, well, Superman, yeah. right, currently. So he shows up in that book. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna put up, he's gonna put up a fair amount of points. He's, you know, he bought back books are, be what they are, are what they are in the DC universe. You know, I think he's he's been up there. I, I need to pull up actually the uh, the chart of. I need to pull up the chart of uh, current scorers. There, were the our friends at the Fantasy Comics League were nice enough to uh, give us a list of uh, points scored to date, and I will go mm. ahead and tell you where Damian Wayne ranks so far in the uh, point scored to date. So, as far as DC characters are concerned, he is the number 6 ranked DC character. Number uh, 6 like number 6 entirety, the entirety for, th- for the year, for the year he is uh, oh, year. Num- okay. right. So number 5, number 5 is Nightwing and number 7 is uh is the Jace Fox version of Batman. So he is number six uh wow. so far this year. So wow. so he was a solid acquisition, solid acquisition solid. for a solid, solid. price. No, no, live
1: action, live action. You think they're gonna depict him the same way?
0: I think they are going to find the lightest person possible because <laughs> we are talking about because we are talking about Hollywood. We are talking about Hollywood.
1: <laughs> That's facts.
0: But next up, next up. This one was somewhat controversial. Uh-oh. Are you familiar with Ben Riley?
1: Ben Ben Riley. Ben Riley. Uh, uh Scarlet Spider.
0: Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, aka Peter okay. Parker's clone. He was he was entered. He was entered in by the white delegation, but they were quickly overtaken in their bidding. But the winner of the bidding was the Latinx delegation. With uh, and and I th- and, and it was pretty. What, what I thought was really cool with what the Latinx delegation did is um, Peter Parker was drafted by the East uh, Southeast Asian delegation, and yeah. and they went ahead and found an actor in Harry Shum Jr. who was both South American and Asian uh, to really? to represent the visual. The visual depiction of Ben Riley and I, kudos, kudos to the Latinx delegation for that, um, because you know he still uh, has, you know, he still is Asian while also being Latinx. Um, they got him at the somewhat uh, smooth price of seventy dollars. And what makes okay. this what makes this price really good is that there is a very 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 strong rumor that in the fall. The Amazing Spider-Man book, which is going to be published three times a month, is going to center on Ben Riley. Get out of here. That's a very strong rumor that something's gonna happen to Peter Parker and Ben Riley's gonna pick up the mantle. Wow so that is that is uh if that happens, if that comes to pass, if that comes to pass, that's $70 compared to the eleven hundred dollars that was uh paid for Peter Parker. That's going to be a steal. Wow.
1: A huge steal. Not, no, no, no. I'm calling the cops. (laughs) (laughs) That type of steal. Uh,
0: He's Mm -hmm. going to jail now. Now I'm going to go ahead and read from the wiki really quick for the people who are unfamiliar with Ben Riley, The second and most successful clone of Spider-Man created by the Jackal, a superhero known as the Scarlet Spider. Riley later replaced Peter Parker for a time as Spider-Man after he found out that all his time he was the original and not Peter. Ben met his ultimate demise in the fight against the Green Goblin, which led to Peter becoming Spider-Man once again, after he found out that he is the real Spider-Man after all. Mm. Um, After that, Ben Riley did uh, return from the dead. He had a small stint as a jackal on his own before kind of going straight. And um, you know, it's gonna be, I'm very curious to see what direction they go when they bring Ben Riley back in the fall. But like three I said, this could three times a month, amazing Spider-Man, and it could this could be the steal of steals if yeah. if he ends up putting up numbers. Yet again, the Latinx delegation—they're playing chess, not checkers. You know, chess, not checkers. How hoes?
1: <laughs> Hashtag.
0: <laughs> um, but let's find out what the people thought. One hundred percent. Approval rating, including 100% strongly approved. Everybody knows, not even racism can hold them down. Not this I, time. Not this. Not even time. racism can hold them down. Kudos. <laughs> now, obviously, so far this year, Ben Riley has not appeared, so he's he is, he is uh, way down on the list in terms of points per for the year. But he could make a major impact in the second half of the year or in the, the third fourth quarter of the year
1: so would you say it's kind of a clean slate?
0: It's a well, I mean, remember, we're only scoring going forward. We're not taking, gotcha. taking gotcha. A, to account the, the other scores. We're just using the old the older scores to, to you know, prognosticate what might happen uh, during our scoring period.
1: I T word, I see you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that brings us to the next character up. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Let me hear this one. Wait for it. I wanna make sure I got it right. Wait for it, okay. The next character to come through was initially proposed, initially proposed by the Jewish delegation and was actually acquired by the Jewish delegation Nice. nice Harleen Quinzel, aka oh. Harley Quinn.
1: Uh, Dr. Harley, Dr.
0: exactly, <laughs> Dr. Harleen Quinzel, at a final price of 105. dollars
1: Okay, and who is the fantasy
0: uh, uh casket? So they went ahead, they chose Jenny Slate as their what.
1: She is a little crazy though. So yeah, uh I can see
0: it. But yeah, I mean I'll go ahead and dive into the wiki for for that character. Sorry, I'll dive into the wiki for the character. Criminal psychologist, sorry. Oops. Sorry guys, technical difficulties. Harley Quinn is the former girlfriend and sidekick to the Joker, a criminal psychologist turned flamboyant criminal menace. While her intentions are typically good, her methods often betray her insanity. Quinn has acted as both an ally and an enemy to Batman. You will be finding her on the big screen this week in the Suicide Squad movie. You will be finding her on her own animated series, uh, the eponymous Harley Quinn series. You will find her in all types of media, all through the Batman books, in her solo books, in, uh, I believe there is a a poison ivy and Harley Quinn book that's due to come out as well. Uh, she's all over the place. She's extremely popular. The cosplay community loves her to death. Harley Quinn, probably one of the, maybe would you say, number two or number three female character in terms of popularity in DC? I'd say number,
1: I'd say number three probably, in general. Like when when she came out of the first Suicide Squad,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: in like the, the the cosplay and that,
0: yeah. Well, no, I mean, if, if we're ca- if we're just counting cosplay, she might be the most she might be the most cosplayed female character out there. Absolutely, absolutely. You
1: know? And you know, a lot of people uh, knew she was nuttier than squirrel shit, but mm-hmm. never seen her. And that was Is she, Margie, uh, what Margie Robbie.
0: Margar Robbie mm-hmm.
1: so she portrayed her. Sure. Exactly.
0: So now in terms of the fantasy comics league, she is the, so far this year, the 11th ranked DC character.
1: I'm very you know? surprised at
0: that. Uh, yeah. She had a, she had a down year. Cause I think last year she was much stronger, um, but mm-hmm. that just means that there's a potential that she could blow up in the second half of the year. You never know. You never know. Now, as far as the approval rating goes, 87.5% approval, including all 87.5% strongly approve, 0% somewhat approve, 0% somewhat disapprove, and 12.5% anti-Semitic. Wow, you you hate to see, you hate to see the anti-Semitism, especially because Harley, I believe Harley is Jewish in the comics. So, so wow, wow, the hate, the hate. Wow. I know, that is sad.
1: That is horribly sad.
0: That's sad <laughs> stuff.
1: Who next? Who's next? MTF. Who's next?
0: Next up, this one. This one kind of. Sh- this one was a little bit of a shaking the table. This one was a shaking the table uh, position. America Chavez.
1: Whoa! 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 Goddamn right, shaking the goddamn table.
0: America Chavez <laughs> was acquired by the Polynesian delegation
1: Ooh, something, so I'm something guessing I, know
0: about. I am guessing that Chavez is uh I, are there Polynesians with the last name Chavez is, is that a thing that could happen uh, um, it
1: can it can because my wife is half Simone half Mexican okay so, so, so
0: maybe your wife is the uh, is the uh the template <laughs> for America Chavez. You need to see if your wife will consider cosplaying as America Chavez and getting some extra points to the Polynesian delegation, you know, considering hey. considering she does rep the, she does rep, you know, the, the delegation, you know, listen, but, let her know, let her know if she wants to take some America Chavez cosplay picks, we will gladly uh, share it um, and uh, earn some bonus, earn some bonus points for the Polynesian delegation. Now the actress sir. that they, that they submitted was uh her name is Alalhi uh, Cravalho? She is Hawaiian. Uh,
1: um, Moana. Yes. Oh wow! You know? I can, that's perfect. I I,
0: I that's yeah. perfect. And uh, you know, I guess technically Hawaii is still America, so she's still America. <laughs> He's still American. america Chavez. America Chavez. Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and read from uh Zwiky. America Chavez hails from the utopian parallel, a lush wonderland dimension once threatened with destruction. After both her mothers died to save their world, America upheld their legacy as a young Avenger and member of the Ultimates. Beyond super strength and flight, America can punch star-shaped holes through dimensions. Now, uh, one caveat, they have been uh, in her current solo mini-series, they've been tweaking her origin. And her origin may be a little bit more uh developed um, once they finish this mini-series. However it's, hashed
1: out. it's gonna be hashed out.
0: Gonna be hashed out a little bit further, you know, to where like you know, her origins may be actually from uh, from Puerto Rico, as opposed to oh. from you know from another dimension. Um now I what I neglected to mention is that she was acquired for a hundred dollars by the Polynesian yeah. delegation, which is you know. Pretty solid price. You will also get to see America Chavez, her first appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe next year in the uh, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness.
1: Yeah. And
0: I need to look up the actress that is going to be playing her. So give me one second.
1: Yeah, uh, I think America Chavez, I like how their MCU is introducing totally new characters, characters mm-hmm. that nobody's used to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, and I love that it's like um Apple and Samsung. Like I read like <laughs> a reference in the chat. It's like, yeah. you know, DC is going with the same thing over and over. And, you know, new iterations of it, of course. But Marvel is innovative.
0: Right. You no. Know? So yeah. So the actress is, I believe her name is Shoshiti uh Gomez. I'm I probably butchered that name. Let me let me let me make sure I get the let me make sure I get the name right. That is. I apologize, everyone. Um, I apologize. I need to get that right. So she, Socio, Socio Socio Gomez. Okay. Um, That is a Mexican American actress. Uh, She will be playing America Chavez uh, in the coming in the coming months and the years to follow. Now, what did the people think about this acquisition? I will All let the you believe with me. The people 66.7% approval rating, 50% strongly approve, 16.7% somewhat approve, 8.3% somewhat disapprove, and 25% strongly disapprove. Now, I got to think. I mean, normally I would say racist, but maybe. There's a certain amount of that strongly disapproved that are, you know, Latinx people that feel, you know, feel slighted. You know, maybe they feel like the Latinx delegation needed to bid more, you know, put more like, you know, put more respect, respect on on the name of America Chavez. And I can I can I can relate. I can understand. I can understand that feeling. I as, see it as a person. As apology. seeing That's a as apology. seeing. You know, many of the Black characters uh, fall by the wayside. I could understand that feeling of, of, of being disappointed when one of your characters, one of your marquee characters gets lost. But kudos, kudos to the Polynesian delegation that is a uh, inspired casting an inspired character. And I think she's gonna, I think she's still gonna put up solid points in the fourth quarter of the year. So we will see if the, if the asking price uh, is validated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now next up the next character to be racially drafted this week Uh uh-oh i screwed that up and i will fix it (laughs) so the next character that came up laura kinney Mm. aka x23 aka wolverine
1: Mm, she was, that's a good
0: one. she was nominated by the multiracial delegation, which kind of works because it was the multiracial delegation that also drafted, uh, Logan Wolverine. Mm. Um, but they were acquired by the multiracial delegation for $70. That's it. Yes, that's it. Just $70. And <sighs> for some reason, despite the fact that they're, despite the fact that their Logan Wolverine was, a. Uh, was Asian and white. This uh this version has a little bit of black mixed in, you know, oh, you
1: know, oh snap. You know, got, a so mocha.
0: got yeah, <laughs> they they mocha they mochafied uh you know Laura Kinney. So I mean I'm not mad at it. I'm gonna no, go no, ahead no, hold and-
1: on a- MTF, let let them know. I want to hear this. I want to hear who they got. I want to hear it.
0: Uh, are you familiar with Stan, San Amandela Stenberg?
1: Uh, oh Stenberg, I think. Again?
0: I think Stenberg. Amanda Stenberg Stenberg.
1: Um The Hate You Give. Yes. The, the main girl. Yep. Absolutely. She's an amazing actress.
0: Well, she's there. she was their casting choice.
1: That's a good pick, because she got a little attitude on her. She, mm-hmm. I like her. I, li- I like that. Now, if the people disagree, I'm burning everything
0: down. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna first dive into the wiki. Uh, okay. Laura Kinney was a prominent of the Weapon X program, cloned from a damaged sample of Wolverine's DNA. Since she could walk, she was trained to kill Wolverine, but instead she joined the X-Men, becoming his daughter figure and eventually a successor. She is currently part of the main X-Men team in the X-Men books. And she is, you know, she she had the name X-23 for a while, but she took back the mantle of Wolverine, and that's how she's known. She is many people's favorite Wolverine. Uh, you know, she has claws on both her hands and her feet, and people love her. She was played by, uh, she was played in the Logan movie. Why the actress's name is escaping me right now? Give me a second. Give me, Daphne Keene was the actress who played her. Um, but as she is part of the multiracial delegation, she's well positioned, well positioned to put up points. What do the people think? Uh Oh,
1: by the about to call some arson today.
0: 100% approval rating. Let's go including 87.5% strongly approve and 12.5% somewhat approve. That's uh, right. I was
1: going I was about to say this insurance policy is about to be working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Props and for a 70 it's for $70 that is what we like to call a bargain. A huge bargain. Huge Next. steal. Now, the next up, wait for it, Mm-mm. the next character selected was by the Native American delegation. This was a defensive pick, a defensive pick. The Native American delegation selected as their draftee, Echo, who herself is Native American. Uh, I will go ahead and and they selected her for they got her at seventy five dollars.
1: Okay, yeah, that's definitely defensive. They 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 looking to put points on the
0: board. Well, I look at it as look, you know, uh, she's one of the more prominent Native American characters. They didn't want to see her go by the wayside. You know, she's got a solo book coming. She's uh, in the Avengers right now. She's currently the Phoenix. She's due cool. to appear. On the in the hawkeye series which is going to fall in our in our uh, drafting period uh she also has her own uh, disney plus series that has already been approved you know so she, her star is rising her and, star, and
1: and to represent everyone disability no
0: mm-hmm. she's deaf that is true mm-hmm. that is that was the first line in the wiki. Echo was one of very few death superheroes, as well as being of Native American descent. She's the one-time lover of Daredevil and the first person to take the guise of Ronin. She has served as an Avenger and was a one-time killer for the Kingpin. And she is now currently the host of the Phoenix Force. So as far as defensive choices go, I mean, we got like, listen, in season two, she was the first round draft pick. Now granted it was an auto draft, but still, you know, uh, one of the highest scorers of of the Native American characters, I'm gonna go ahead and see where she ranks right now. Not too high. I think so she is the number 50 uh Marvel character.
2: Okay. The number 50 Marvel
0: character. I think that's gonna that's go gonna up as go well. Up. And look, 75 is not is not a is not a lot of money, you know, a lot, for a, a character that's gonna have a solo book, that's gonna be doing Phoenix Force things, and is gonna get bonus points from being occurring in live action. I think it's a solid pick. But what do the people think?
1: Let's hear this. Let's hear, you know the, the results. are crazy.
0: One hundred percent approval rating by the people. Thank goodness. One hundred percent. Thank goodness. Now, this by far was one of the more contentious. This was one of the more contentious uh, drafts. For sure. Let me hear this, let me hear this, let
1: me hear this one.
0: This, this character was originally submitted. This character was originally submitted by the Jewish delegation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And let me tell you that it led to one of the most intense bidding wars that we've ever seen. And it mm. caused, well, I'll let you know in just a second.
1: The Jewish okay. delegation
0: Calls. nominated Kamala Khan. They Ooh. tried they tried to acquire uh, Kamala Khan and, and racially draft her as Jewish. And Ooh. and what Whoa. that and what that did is bring out the is that the South Asian delegation's music I hear? <laughs> the South Asian delegation who had up until now not made their presence felt. They were like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. We are not. We are not letting our our first South Asian major superhero get racially drafted by the Jewish delegation. Uh, The Latinx delegation got involved. The black delegation got involved. The multiracial delegation got involved and the bidding went all the way up. All the way up to $490. $490 is what it took for the South Asian delegation to protect Kamala Khan literally at all costs. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit of an overplay, but I definitely understand. I definitely understand. You know, with this all is this is the one you
1: gotta stuff, take that punch.
0: Look, you don't want it. Listen, I mean, it's it, it would be a it will be a tough pill to swallow the first uh muslim uh superhero to have her race uh her race flipped and her religion flipped and be jewish mm. i mean, that, that would be that would be quite controversial you know, yes. given, given, I, given, I, the, I, given the geopolitical given the geopolitical situation it would be it'd be a lot
1: and sidebar, I'm glad you realized that religion and race is two of things. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank so, you.
0: <laughs> so, yes. So, kudos to the South Asian delegation for keeping their girl. And look, you know, we, there were some rumors this week that there, that the Kamala Khan uh, uh, Ms. Marvel show is not going to come out this year. So they may miss out on the bonus points from the show. Mm. But, you know, I'm sure there's going to be there's going to be all types of, of news that comes out around the series. And I'm sure they're still going to push the character in the books uh, Mm -hmm. for the remainder of the year. Like, I think she's got some series that are due to come out. I think she's going to be a strong performer. Maybe, maybe, like I said, a little, maybe a little bit out of the price range, a little bit of an overpay, Mm -hmm. but, but I do understand. I'm going to read from the wiki, Uh, a polymorphic Muslim Pakistani American teenager from New Jersey. She becomes the newest holder of the Ms. Marvel identity. She is the inhuman leader and one of the founding members of the adolescent superhero team, The Champions. And again, um, the, now this one, uh, the people are still deciding because there are still three days left. So if you're listening right now, you have the opportunity to uh, hopefully, vote strongly approve. I mean, I would hate Hopefully. for someone to, to somewhat uh, disapprove or strongly disapprove, because we're talking to Kamala Khan here, you know? Everybody, mm-hmm. everyone should approve of Kamala Khan. Um, so, like I said, three more and days, three more days, yeah, she, get your votes she's in. She's
1: gonna get some love, she gotta get some love. Yeah, she's she gotta, gotta get, get
0: some love. love. Shout outs to the South Asian delegation for making their presence felt and using their <laughs> bankroll. This is what happens, look, so, you know, sometimes the delegations, you know, the delegates are a little late to the party. You know, I've already put out the call. Um, I would like a 10th delegation. Right now we have nine. Um, we are looking, hopefully, for, you know, some Middle Eastern, uh, Middle East, North African um, representation. If you're out here, if you're a listener and you'd like to uh, play along in this season, there's still time. There's still time. There's still a lot of characters still on the board. And you get to come in with a full bankroll. And if you come in with a full twelve hundred dollar bankroll, while everyone else is, I mean, you know, down to like their final hundred dollars or their final two hundred dollars, you could swoop in there and get the characters that you want. And you know, there's some there's still some heavy hitters out there. So let me know, hit me up, hit the Racial Draft Pod on the various social medias. You know, let us know if you wanna if you wanna get involved. You know, get involved in this uh in this uh, bidding these bidding wars for their for your favorite characters
1: representation
0: matters exactly
1: <laughs>
0: but next up this one was almost as contentious this one was almost as contentious as the Miss Marvel uh oh wait for it this one this one this was another bidding war and it and it came down to i believe the character was proposed by the South Asian delegation, but was acquired by the Jewish delegation, perhaps as revenge for the Miss Marvel uh situation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The uh, yeah, Tony Stark, aka <sighs> Iron Man, was acquired for $385 by the Jewish delegation.
1: Tony Stark is cheap.
0: No way. Three eighty five is not. Three eighty five is not cheap. Not I mean, cheap, but Jewish delegation. Come the, on. The Jewish they delegation. Own everything. Oh, you can't say that. Uh, the fuse expressed by. Uh... <laughs> but uh, yes, the Jewish delegation acquired uh, Tony Stark. They, you know, they went back Whoa. and forth, they went back and forth and they, uh, they got their man, you know, oh, they got man. their man. And um, look, I'm going to, you know, this is the character that should need no introduction, but I'm going to go ahead and read from the Wiki anyway. Tony Stark was the arrogant son of a wealthy weapon manufacturer, of the wealthy manufacturer, uh, Howard Stark. Tony cared about, cared only about himself but he would have a change of heart after he change of heart, How get that. After he was kidnapped uh. by terrorists and gravely injured. Pressured to create a weapon of mass destruction, Stark instead created a suit of armor powerful enough for him to escape. Tony uses his vast resources and intellect to make the world a better place as the invincible Iron Man. Stark's superhero identity led him to become a founding member of the Avengers. You know, he was obviously played by Robert Downey Jr. Um, they chose, uh, I believe the actor's name is Eric Dane, as their. Um,
1: um, as, hold on, I, heard, I know that name. Uh, um, I believe Grey's he was Anatomy. on.
0: I believe he was on the last ship, um, as well as yeah, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was forced to watch Grey's Anatomy and ended up loving it. But uh, yeah. don't mind me. I didn't hear you didn't hear that yeah.
0: viewers you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, listen, three eighty five, it puts it puts him in the higher end of characters. But um, you know, he's a. I will go ahead and say he is the number nine Marvel character. Um, yeah, okay, that's you know fair. Yeah, the number the number nine Marvel character. So you know, he's he's in the mix. Yeah,
1: but, um, he's up
0: there. He's up there. But look, he's a high profile character. You know, he's always gonna pop up in different places, and so. I may as well get in, I may as well mention now that um, one of the few, this is one of the few situations where the Jewish delegation went ahead and and did a new backstory. So um, they they did a a backstory for the Jewish Tony Stark. So I'm gonna go ahead and read this backstory and you will represent the reader with your thoughts of the backstory in real time, in real time. Having survived the Holocaust, living in Hungary, the Starkman family found passage to the United States. Karoli and Bella Starkman wanted a life of freedom in the U.S. and settled on the Lower East Side of NYC. As many Jewish and other families made their way through Ellis Island, they chose to Americanize their family name, and also the, And so the Starkmans became the Starks. Karoli was an engineer a machinist, and Bella a seamstress. Slowly, Caroli found much success with his new innovative design ideas. Having gathered enough money over the years, he set up his own shop. When the US government came to him to design weapons, he was hesitant, having escaped and survived a war. But the money was something he could not pass up. And he and Bella wanted to start a family in the US. He took the job and soon became renowned for his advanced and innovative weaponry designs. He and his company became the most sought after company for the development of weapons. Soon the miracle came and Bella gave birth to a son. Named after her father Antal, he was given the name Anthony to have a real American name. Anthony Tony Stark was a brilliant was brilliant even as a child, and he would watch and wonder as his father designed new technology and designs. Tony picked up the same skills and soon became an equal to his father. But at the height of the Cold War, Caroli was kidnapped by the Soviet Union to force his design to force him to design weapons for them. Tony, a man now in his twenties, vowed to save his father. He knew he needed something special and strong to get into the USSR, uh, not get hurt, get his father, and get out. Bella, his mother, was very worried, but she knew what had to be done. With her skills as a seamstress and clothing designer, she helped Tony design the look of a suit of armor, armor made from iron. He decided to make the armor red and gold, the Soviet colors, in hopes to disguise his identity as an American. Tony was able to enter undetected. He made it to Moscow, where his father was being held. A fierce firefight broke out, but the Soviet weaponry was no match for Tony's suit of iron. Tony saved his father, but as he flew out of Soviet airspace, the Soviet jets launched an all-out attack on Tony in the air. The armor was damaged, and slowly, using his power, Tony uh, thought all hope was lost. But then a massive uh, aircraft character descended from the clouds. How could this be a flying aircraft carrier? This was technology even greater than Tony's. The carrier made quick work of the Soviet jets and rescued Tony and his father in midair. On the character, a grizzled man with an eye patch approached Tony. Tony was a bit pompous and thought he could do uh, fine on his own as a one-man army, but his father, Karoli, reminded him of World War II and how brave men came together to defeat evil. Tony Stark understood his role. He accepted Fury's offer, and that's when the real adventures began.
1: Mm, okay. so sounds like
0: a... Good, what if so? So it was a solid origin, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'm always a believer in not deviating in so far from the origin, you know, to like, you know, a big part of Tony's origin is the fact that he did have that change of heart, that whole, mm-hmm. you know, he was arrogant and it was, you know, it wasn't necessarily his choice to be a hero. You know, I honestly, like,
1: honestly think that it was you're telling it was made it way better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what I'm saying is I think that they, I think that there are tweaks to be made, you know, to to align it. You know, you could still have a lot of that stuff, but you can you can align it more perfectly with the origin that we know. I'm not quite sure about setting it in the 80s. You know that but while either. that while that works for, you know, the comic book, which you know did it in the back in the day if we want to have Tony Stark in the present day part of why that that worked in the movies is that they you know pushed it forward they pushed it to you know to the early 2000s they pushed it to the middle east they you know they made it more modern you know i think they i think it would, pro- it would probably be a good idea you know to to do the same you know you could still have uh you know you could still have the father get kidnapped and you can still have him trying to, you know, rescue his father, but maybe you, you know, there's some, there are some tweaks to be made, but you know, overall, like, you know, know, there are some, there are some tweaks that can be made, you know, but overall it's a solid story. It was a good story. And I'm going to go ahead and give him, I'm going to go ahead and give him five bonus points I'll give him okay. 10. I'll give him 10 bonus oh, points for that's his generous life.
1: look at yeah. you. You woke up on the right side of life today.
0: I will give him 10 <laughs> 10 uh 10 extra dollars. He gets 10 bonus oh. dollars um for for his new origin. So currently, listeners,
1: listener, that could make a break. That could make a break a draft. <laughs> Ten dollars people don't know.
0: So now that means that the Jewish delegation has $129 to play with as opposed to $114, you know, but I still, I still think that there, you know, the origin, the origin could have, could have been a little bit, little bit better, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock it too much. I'm not going to knock it too much. Um, now, as far as the voting, it's still open. There's still three days left. So if you'd like to get in on that, decide whether you strongly approve, somewhat approve, somewhat disapprove or hate, Jewish people, um, (laughs) go ahead and make your voice, go ahead and make your voice known, you know, and we won't shame you too much. Not too much, not too much. We won't shame you. Make you
1: question everything.
0: Exactly. (laughs) However, there are still more characters, still more characters that have been drafted. Uh, This one was a a perfect example of uh, grand opening, grand closing as the Polynesian delegation for one hundred dollars. They they selected Namor. Who?
1: Namor. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Get him out of here. That's yours. You got him. By
0: Polynesian mind. delegation for one hundred dollars. They got Namor. <laughs> only only delegation to bid on him. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, jump into the wiki for him. Namor the Submariner is the ruler of Undersea Atlantis the offspring of a sea captain and an Atlantean princess. He's been both a hero and a villain to the surface world. Namor is one of Marvel's oldest published characters with his origins in the golden age of comics. Uh, as, as has been heavily rumored, uh, Namor will be appearing in the uh, Black Panther sequel. Um, he will be of Mayan uh, South, uh, South American descent uh, wow, and, not Poly- really? and not Polynesian. Um, again, if these rumors are to be believed, um, he will be played by Tenna Cuerta. Um, but uh, so so there isn't quite that alignment between you know what might happen in live action and what might happen, um, you know, in the in the in the um, racial draft. Now, mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that they also, uh, the Polynesian delegation gave us a fan cast, the uh, Maori actor, uh, Rawiri, Rao
1: Oh let me let me look this let me look this up right here.
0: All right, okay. look it up. I'll give you a second to uh Okay. R A W I R I J O B E. Now we be you'll be. Yes.
1: you will be. Okay. Okay. Cause uh yeah, wow. Yeah, strong jawline, mm-hmm. nice eyes, nice hair, as all yeah. most Polynesians have.
0: Right. So so there you have it. And and again, there's still three days. No, so there are four days left for uh, people to uh, strongly approve, somewhat approve, somewhat disapprove, or strongly disapprove. So go ahead and make your voice known, you know? And don't be racist. Don't be racist.
1: <laughs> don't be racist. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this world was full of that. Ugh.
0: Ah. And this is how, (laughs) this is how the round, this is how the round ends back to back the South Asian delegation where they were not content. They were not content to just uh, make their defensive pick. And especially after losing out on Tony Stark, they acquired the first character that they acquired, Jessica Drew,
1: Mm, Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman, yeah.
0: And And their fan cast was Frida Pinto. Who you might know from uh, some dog millionaire hmm. Hmm. She, hmm. Is, she is UK Indian and as you know Jessica Drew is also from the UK
2: mm-hmm.
0: I will go ahead and read from the wiki Oh sorry I, I had to mention the price. One hundred and ten dollars.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> and and just so you know, uh, Spider Woman is the eleventh is the eleventh ranked Marvel character according to the Fantasy Comics League. So she's up there. She has a solo she's book. Up there. She's up. She has a solo book. She appears frequently in both Spider Man books and in Captain Marvel books. Um, mm. You know, she's 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 a player. She's a player.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, don't forget, don't forget who's who's playing her. Uh, in the Spider Verse movie, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, in the Spider Verse movie, she's gonna be played by. Um, wait, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm blanking for a second. Give me help me. I out. got you. I got. I
1: got you. Issa Rae.
0: <laughs> Issa Rae. Thank you. Woof. I apologize, mm-hmm. listeners. <laughs> but yeah, that's why
1: I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I will read from the wiki. Jessica Drew was genetically enhanced and given superpowers by the criminal organization Hydra, for whom she became an assassin as Spider-Woman. She later reformed and became a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and was also once a member of the Avengers and an agent of S.W.O.R.D.
1: Mm, she's been everywhere.
0: She is a spy character. She has superpowers. She's been a private eye. She is a mother. You know, wow. she Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow, South Asians you got a good one. They got a good
0: yeah. one. They yeah, they got they they browned they browned her up. They, you know, they 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 got a they put a little, you know, uh, put little, pull little little cur of a, a curry in there, you know.
1: The, uh salt bay. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. A little, little, little spice, a little spice, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm here for it. Shout out I'm all here for it. Yeah. Shout out to the um to the South Asian delegates for For their input. and um, But yeah, big moves for the South Asian delegation, but none bigger, as far as I'm concerned, than this acquisition. I believe you're, and again, oh, sorry, the polls are still open. So go ahead and make your voice known as to whether you strongly approve, somewhat approve, uh, strongly disapprove, or somewhat disapproved. And don't be racist, guys. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. But I'm sure you've heard of a little character by the name of Selena Kyle.
1: Oh, that what who who? Oh, of course I have. Come on.
0: Selena Kyle, South Asian delegation. Damn. Position. You know, and um, just so you know. Just so you know. I'm listening. Wow, I'm just drawing a blank again. Sorry guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. I I you know I got you. Hold on. Give me, give me three and a half full seconds. All right. Uh South Asian, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh just gonna tell. Oh, who, who's that young lady? I don't know her face. <laughs>
0: no, it's okay. I'll get you. No, just just vamp for a second. I'm sorry. Um Priyanka, okay. Priyanka Chopra. Sorry guys.
1: Whoa. Pre Miss Jonas?
0: Priyanka Chopra. Who has already uh cosplayed as Catwoman before? So wow. yes. Priyanka Chopra as Selena Kyle.
1: From Jonas, brother, from from Catwoman to Jonas and back and thieves.
0: <laughs> Look. All I'm saying is that she has been depicted as Brown in the books before, and this is just mm-hmm. a different kind of Brown, but like, I think it could work. I think it Quantico. could work. It could
1: yeah. work. It
0: could uh, work. Yeah. It's gonna work. So yeah, $200 is a little bit, you know, it was, it was, it was, listen, the bidding, the, listen, the bidding went, The it was, it was feisty because look. The black delegation got involved because they have a black actress that's going to be playing her. Zoe Kravitz is going to be playing her in um, in the Batman, so they got involved. The Latinx delegation got involved because that was one of their, you know, one of their marquee characters. They got them in uh, last season. Uh, I think even the Jewish delegation got involved in the Catwoman in the Catwoman bidding. It was it was it was hot and heavy. Uh, <laughs> And, but ultimately, the South Asian delegation was not to be denied.
2: Mm-mm.
0: So, you know, big week for the South Asian delegation as they acquired Kamala Khan, um, Selena Kyle, and Jessica Drew. You know, mm. big, big, fir- big first week. Um, they, they,
1: they, they, they took a risk and, they, and it's paying off.
0: And, uh, and, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention Catwoman is the number eight, the number eight DC character. So far this year, because again, kind of you know, she's got a solo book. She shows up in uh, Batman books. She shows up just kind of randomly across the Batman family. She's an extremely mm-hmm. popular, she's an extremely popular female character. You know, she's one might argue that she rivals Harley Quinn in terms of popularity. You I would know? say, that. I would you know, say she's, that. She's been doing it for longer.
1: Mm-hmm. Much, much, much longer. Yeah.
0: But I forgot to read from the Wiki, but I mean, again, she's a character that needs no introduction. A fictional character originating from DC Comics under the costumed alias of Catwoman, Selina Kyle is a cat burglar with an on-again, off-again romantic relationship with Batman. She is shown as a woman who's very strong-willed, independent, and morally dubious. And uh, listen, as I often say, her current book is illustrated by Joelle Jones and nobody, I say nobody makes people look as beautiful as Joel Jones makes people look beautiful. So, look, if you know someone that you would like to uh, flatter with their with their beauty, go ahead and pay Joel Jones to draw them, and then uh, you know, thank me later. <laughs> thank me later. But that was the week that was, in terms of the racial draft. Who was your favorite acquisition, Stooks?
1: I'd say... I would, I would, I'm going to have to ride with the South Asians. Uh, um, they are killing it. And I would say the risk they took with Kamala Khan, mm-hmm. I'm saying that's my favorite.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. That, that, I, takes, that takes some balls.
0: I mean, <laughs> it definitely does. I mean, I think... The combination of the price that was paid and the value in the acquisition, I would say for me, it comes between um the Tim Drake, which was just like bargain basement acquisition. Yeah. And and Jessica Drew, which was, you know, it was a solid price, but you know, solid price for a solid character. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning Tim Drake because I mean $6 you're you're going to get $6. that value you're going to get that value back like easy
1: Yeah that that's that's something like a person hiding in a a car a million dollar car in the basement and be like hey you got it for $3 Yeah
0: like ugh. yeah I'm always astounded when people get these like under ten dollar acquisitions, it's like, I mean, really, you're not even gonna gonna bother, you're not even throw <laughs> throw a couple bucks in there, just to like, just to maybe get maybe get the character. So that leaves us time to um, dive into our nerd news of the week, and uh, oh, and since it's just you and me, you know, we'll, we'll run through run through some of these uh, news and rumors of the of the week. Um, I'm going, uh, the biggest story of the week I'm going to save for last, um, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm also going to, I'm going to hit you with the newest story that just broke right before we got on the, this, the newest story that just broke right before we got on the on the call uh, for the, mm-hmm. to start recording. Uh, Listen, are, have you watched the show Cobra Kai? Yes. Uh, Sholo Mar- Maraduena is in okay. talks to be the lead character on the Blue Beetle, in the DC no way. Blue Beetle movie, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No way! That's that's a good look.
0: Yeah. Wow! If, I'm,
1: I'm happy yeah. for him.
0: Yeah, the trades are reporting it. You know, um, he's wow. You know, um, so this the, the director is a uh, Angel Manuel Soto, who directed Charm City Kings. He's going to direct okay. it. Uh, Gareth Dunay uh, also- Alcoser. Um, who penned Miss Bala and a Scarface reboot is going to write the script. Um, gotcha. But yeah, Mata Duena is um, a lot of, I've just saw nothing but positive reactions to him. I think he had. Hasn't he been lobbying for it? I think he was lobbying for it, yeah. Yeah. So wow. good on him. Good on him. Now, for him. now, it looks like, and this is, I did see some criticism of this, it looks like that it will be an HBO Max. Not um, feeling that. As opposed to theatrical release, not
1: feeling that. Not I feeling that. you. Not feeling that because because if if I my feeling is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um if it's a movie, they'll put they, that means they're putting all their effort in.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: if it's a show, they're putting. No, no, it's still um, a movie. It's still a movie. I mean, it's going
0: to be a movie. It's still a movie. To, it's still a movie, but HBO Max on HBO Max as opposed to in theater. Not
1: feeling that. Not feeling that because. That's a that's a imagine Justice League being released only on HBO. I mean on HBO Max.
0: Yeah, but it's Justice League. It cost them like yeah. $300 dollars $300 to make.
1: Blue Beetle is like I said before. Mm-hmm. Representation matters.
0: Yes. No. And I'm is... so 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 I'm of I'm of multiple minds on it. So we already know that DC and their movies have been a little bit, um, you know, it it's been rough. It's been rough in terms mm-hmm. of getting that mix of critical acclaim. And box office success, you know, we mm-hmm. we all liked uh, the Shazam movie. We liked Birds of Prey, but they kind mm-hmm. of underperformed a little bit in the box office, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 even though Shazam is getting a sequel, which is good, um, mm-hmm. it does it doesn't feel like they got that same level of push that they might have gotten if they, you know, made a bunch of money. And we yeah, do that. and agree. and you know in the Birds of Prey slash Harley Quinn movie there are no there have been no plans you know to to make a sequel despite the fact that so many people really like the movie mm-hmm. you know I think that unfortunately you know there there's that business element you know if you spend the money and you do a wild theat- a wide theatrical release and you don't make three times what you spent you know there's a possibility that they're not going to invest further in it and mm-hmm. while I'd like to believe that they can get it right from a marketing perspective and from a promotional perspective and like set this project up to succeed. It's tough. tough. Like, you know, they don't, they don't do what, they don't do what Marvel does where they'll like have like a show and then use that show as a springboard for the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, they're not really, they're not really right. They're not really good about doing that you know they haven't proved that they they haven't proved that they can do it yet so you
1: know what like like you said like you just said i I love the show titans yeah right Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with anything cinematic though
0: exactly so and I, and I,
1: i despise that i hate
0: that yeah and and they do that all the time like you know every even even now even the rumored green lantern uh show like we don't we know that they're doing a Green Lantern show, but we don't know if that's going to connect to anything that's happening in the movies, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's a 50-50 proposition as to whether it's just going to be some its own standalone thing, or it's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, used as a way of springboarding uh, the success. So while, while it, I think, uh, yes, I think it would be nice if, if it was released theatrically, I also understand that it has more avenues for success if it just has to be good, you know, people just have think, to watch it.
1: Do you think that WB will be more concerned about the acclaim or the money?
0: Well, that's the thing. If it comes out on HBO Max, mm-hmm. if people just watch it and they like it, then, then they'll they'll be inclined to invest in it further.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So they they're they gonna like. It's like a test. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. that's that's, and that's and, a you know, love character,
0: though. That's a love character. Yeah, I mean, but 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 you know, there's levels to it. Like, yeah. you know, I as far as compared to like the A-list characters, you know,
1: you uh, thousand percent right, thousand percent right. Uh, um, what's the name? I, I'm thinking this is just me mm-hmm. random thinking right now. Blue Beetle, right? Can be trained. By the original Blue
0: Beetle, which I'm and assuming lead a
1: Booster right. Gold.
0: Yeah, well, there's a right. rumor that they're working on a, a Booster Gold movie as well. So
1: Really? Oh, yeah, that's news but, to me.
0: <laughs> but but it's only been rumored. It hasn't like okay, gotcha, so gotcha. you know it hasn't been you know how DC gets sometimes where they mm-hmm, just throw mm-hmm. stuff out and you know it never it never makes it to fruition. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. concerned that when it comes to when it comes to their movies, they they spent a lot. They, they do a lot of talk. About these movies being in development, but then they never come out, mm. right? At least with when it's HBO Max, they have the incentive to put it out. Yeah, and you know, and and be more content. Yeah, and and put put a pin on that because that's gonna that's gonna resurface in a later story. Just so you know, yeah. okay. The gotcha, idea gotcha, gotcha, of gotcha. putting out a movie on streaming versus putting it in the theaters. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but you know, shout shout out to Sholo Maraduena, You know, uh, I have not yet seen Cobra Kai, but people really love love him. That
1: show has no business being as good as it is. Okay. No
0: business. Um, Staying in the realm of DC. This is also a rumor. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Everybody's favorite um, actor. Well, not, you know. Um, yeah, he I played know. he played J Jonah Jameson, and he will be reprising that role in, uh, in Spider-Man. But he That's also so played crazy. he also played Commissioner Gordon um, in in Justice League, and there's there are rumors that he will be reprising that role in the Batgirl movie. Oh, now I don't know if you remember, but last week we reported well we didn't report we we just recounted the report that mm-hmm. um, uh, they cast. The um Leslie Grace uh from In the Heights. Uh great movie. Yeah. a Dominican actress um yeah. who will be playing Barbara Gordon.
1: Mm, um, I got That shook up some trees, so, huh? That,
0: so I'm so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm you know, kind of rubbing my chin, going like Dominican Barbara Gordon, white Commissioner Gordon. That, she that could seems, be, she could be half. She could,
1: she be, could half. be, she could be, she could be. You know, because she's like, she's like, she's really light skinned.
0: I mean, she's not that light skinned, but I I get it. I get it. Um, (laughs) They better, they better cast, they better cast Dominican Mother. They Um, have to. (laughs) But, but even still, I mean, I like J.K. Simmons as an actor. I mean, I I still think it's funny because obviously there is a black Commissioner Gordon in the Batman uh, movie that will be coming out next year.
1: See, see, uh, what's see? his
0: name Jeffrey Wright it's too DC. many it's, it's, yeah DC too many. Just, yeah they're playing around but listen like I said I like J.K. Simmons as an actor and um you know if, if this is the route that they want to go with like white dad um uh, you know brown brown daughter we can we can make it work we can make it work but I, I guess that's but that's the rumor the rumor is that he would be reprising his role as Commissioner Gordon and um which does sort of raise questions. Obviously, all those people tweet those hashtags about some kind of verse that they'd like to restore. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, um, no, let's not, let's not, please let's, not. Can't. let's not, let's not. But, but <laughs> given
0: that given that his Commissioner Gordon did appear in that, in that verse that people are trying to restore, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of hashtagging Um, yeah yeah
1: similar to uh you know we we voldemort we don't say his name
0: yeah exactly (laughs) um but we will cross that road when we come to it but we will we will try to think positively about the fact that uh, jk simmons will be bringing some gravitas to the role Mm -hmm. but we do have to change gears oh no sorry one more dc story but this is more dc television have you ever watched the batwoman show
1: Batwoman show,
0: mm-hmm. the they Batwoman, have a Batwoman TV show? show, yeah. Oh, I, guess. I did not know that. I guess you have not watched the Batwoman show. Well, they're in season three of the Batwoman okay. show, uh, and is, you know, terrible on me. I do so in the first season, um, you know, it was based around Kate Kane, you know, the Batwoman of the comics.
1: Oh, Ruby, Ruby with the Rose. Ruby, Ruby, okay. Rose, yeah. And then I have not watched yes.
0: that show, no. and then the second season, she was presumed dead. And a new character named Ryan Leslie picked up the mantle, a Black woman. So, uh, Batwoman was a Black woman. Um, and <laughs> they went through a whole arc in the second season. And in the third season, it's heavily rumored that her, um, you know, she thought that her birth mother was dead. But it's being heavily rumored that her birth mother's not dead Ooh. and will be returning in the third season as maybe a supervillain and the the act the character is supposed to have a son and i believe this character that has been cast by this actor nick cregan whose work i am not familiar with at all he's going nick cregan um let's see what else he was on law and order organized crime um he is a light-skinned black dude but he has been been cast... Sorry to that man. Um, (laughs) He has been cast to play Marquis Jet, a sexy playboy who grew up in a lavish lifestyle. Marquis is too charming for his own good and wields his power with a 'er ne'er-do-well attitude. He views life as one big joke and with that sense of recklessness has a tendency to clash horribly with his no-nonsense mother, Jada Jet. When he meets Ryan Leslie... He sees her in a like as a like-minded young go-getter who like him is just waiting for the right opportunity to make his mark in gotham mm. so again heavily rumored that he will be playing her brother that she didn't know about
2: mm.
0: and that the mother jada jet will be her long-lost mother wow so wow. you know if you've got hbo max you probably can catch up on batwoman Um, I gotta get on that. Listen, the upcoming season, it's already been confirmed that Renee Montoya is going to appear on the show. Um, she was she was not in the show in any of the first two seasons, so you know
1: might have to check that out.
0: So that is the final DC story for the week. And now let's shift gears to Marvel. The first Mm -hmm. thing which was confirmed is that we have a date, a debut date for the Hawkeye series, Wednesday, November 24th, which I believe is the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, yes. So.
1: I believe that, what what date is that? Hold on, let me get it. Wednesday,
0: uh, Wednesday, November 4th.
1: Thursday, Thursday. I mean, sorry, Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, so. That will be where where Hawkeye will kick off. And that, of course, led to a lot of speculation about, you know, a lot of people thought that Ms. Marvel was going to drop before Hawkeye, but rumors have suggested that that's been pushed back to January um, to accommodate this.
1: I mean, do you you think that it's very possible that they can do it October-ish?
0: So I think probably not because... If they were going to do that, then they would have started promoting it by now. Like, right, typically, right, don't right. they don't promote like ahead of time, you know. If this if this is the next show, you know, we saw that they did like Empire covers, they did first looks, they've been doing interviews. You know, I just think that you know, you know, we've got What If coming this month. Mm. Um, then we'll be into into September. We'll have a few movies. A you know, we'll have a <sighs> movie dropping in September you know, and then we'll be in October and, you know, if they and were. That's from, what
1: I'm saying. That's a yeah. perfect gap.
0: That is a perfect, uh, listen, if for they me, were, for me. if they were going to do it, that would have been the time to do it. And then of course, in November, Eternals also drops earlier in, in November, yeah. you know, November so early November, first? I believe so. Yeah. So early November for Eternals and then late November for Hawkeye, if they were doing, if they had plans to do um Ms. Marvel, it, they would have started promoting it already, and they haven't. So, I agree with you. chances are, chances are that's probably dropping uh, in early 2022, which is disappointing.
1: Yeah, but, um, yeah, because I really want to see that show, though. I really, yeah. really, I'm very curious at it. They're not like Sony, at least where, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. You that's know, hey, shout look. out to shout out to Sony for dropping the uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks,
1: thanks so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but additionally there are two rumors two rumors that um I will, and they both concern oh no this is this is awkward because you have inside information about this movie um, which do. which you will not be sharing spoilers so At all. just just uh do just you know uh give give some sort of like non-spoilery spoilery response to these rumors that I am about to drop on the for the listeners Uh, Oh, well, no, no, wait. I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I gotta set it up first. I gotta set it up first. So, the first rumor is that uh, Riri Williams, uh, aka Ironheart, will be appearing in the uh, Black Panther uh, movie. Um, um, As they will, you know, be filming at MIT, Um, there have been some people who are rumbling that 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 may happen. do you have any thoughts about that? Without confirming, um, any, without confirming anything, do you have any thoughts about that?
1: Okay. Um, I think, that, like we like was stated before, um, I think that Marvel is laying their breadcrumbs marvelously. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, with the actresses and the actors, they are doing a great job progressing the story without diluting it. Right, and so I think that this rumor uh, um, is amazing.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and, and and as we know, they have already cast uh, uh, Riri Williams. So if, if given what we've seen so far, when they cast a character way ahead of time, that often means that the character is going to show up ahead of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, shall we say, uh, Loki? Like,
0: yeah, like Jonathan Majors, like Jonathan Majors mm-hmm. and Loki. Uh, the mm-hmm. second rumor. Um, involves uh, Namora. Like I said before, there was a rumor that Namor was going to appear in Black Panther Two: Wakanda Forever, and uh, some sources sources are mm-hmm. saying that they cast uh, this actress. Give me a second, um, Mabel Mabel Sedena, who I whose work I'm not familiar with. I will. She is a Mexican actress who has done a lot of work, I think, on Spanish language television. Are Mabel you spelling S- name? Uh, C-A-D- My oh, last name,
1: sorry.
0: Yeah, C-A-D-E-N-A. Okay. Mabel Sedena.
2: B-N-A.
0: Okay. So she has been rumored to be playing Namor's cousin, Namora.
1: Mm. And, and I am not familiar with her.
0: Yeah, like I said, I think most of her credits are in Spanish language television. Um but you know, the, our friends at uh Murphy's Multiverse who is generally generally a reliable source for rumors. Um that's what that's what he's he's heard in, in the realm of scuttlebutt. So th- he had some rumors that they that 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 those were they were casting they were casting that character a few months back. So to the extent that they found their they found their gal it fits it fits in the realm of what they were looking for they're looking for you know um uh, South American and or Mayan um actors um gotcha. to f- you know in this in this net notion that uh, that that uh Atlantis might be tied to the ancient Mayan civilization so mm. this fits that makes within a lot of sense. yeah this fits within the realm of those theories so that is our Black, those are our two Black Panther rumors. And you did really good about not revealing any spoilers. Very good, very good. <laughs> but that brings us to the biggest news of the week, which everyone has been a buzz about and which, you know, I think you have some unique insight as an actor yourself. And it involves Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit against Disney uh, regarding, um... regarding the Black Widow release um well let me me, well let me go ahead and you know and lay and lay it out for the for the listeners who may not who may not know all the specifics um as we all know uh black widow was due to come out in 2020 uh may of 2020 was uh pushed back quite a bit and finally dropped in july of 2021 but unlike um any any previous marvel movie it was also um involved in the uh, premier access, which meant that if you paid you know30 dollars, you were you got access um, to the movie um, in your home as part of your Disney plus and you could watch it at your leisure multiple times um, as opposed to going to the movies and buying a ticket and buying multiple tickets and seeing it multiple times. Um, this was a little bit different. Um, everyone has been speculating over the months um, when Disney first, uh, I can't remember what was the first movie that Disney offered as Premier Access, but it's been uh, um, Mulan. Was it Mulan? I think Mulan, it was Mulan, yes. So the yes. live
1: action Mulan, yes. Yes,
0: the live action Mulan. Um, I happened to watch Mulan and Premier Access because it was right in the midst of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. But what I'm saying is that, you know, the theaters were not open. Um, it had been heavily advertised, they had pushed it back a couple times, and they, you know, and they went ahead and released it, uh, they went ahead and released it in the theaters um, uh, overseas, they released it in the theaters overseas, but they released it, um, you know, on premiere access. Oh, really quick, we have been joined by uh, FCL guru, Sean Martineau. Sean, hey, Hola. how's it going? Sorry, uh, I'm late no problem no problem we were we were about to dive into our news but before we do that i'd like your one sentence uh resp- i don't know if you i don't know if you uh have been keeping up on the picks from this week um so i'm going to run down the picks and the price and i would like your uh response to the picks and the price of the characters so far in this this round All right. Just all right. your all right. Running down the list. Tim Drake at six dollars. Score. All right. Damian Wayne at 167.
3: I would say that's also a score, but not as good as Tim.
0: Right. <laughs> ben Riley at
3: $70. That's a score. He's getting three books a month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn. At one oh five,
3: also a score. She was the best antagonist last year,
0: and now she's not an antagonist anymore, though.
3: Well, she's a protagonist. And but I think she's gone like, gone isn't, she like 11th, isn't she like the eleventh?
0: Isn't she like the eleventh uh, ranked DC character?
3: I believe so.
0: There, there was one point she was in the top ten, but she's not currently. All right. Uh, Laura Kinney, Wolverine, for seventy dollars. That's, that's a good. That's good. <laughs> all right. America Chavez for $100.
3: That is ridiculously overpriced. Ooh, okay. America is such a weak performing character, in my opinion.
0: All right, all right, all right. Echo for
3: $75. For $75? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's solid. Okay. Well, I already, know, I already know how this one's gonna go. And uh, there was, this one was way, way, way bid up because it turned into this whole massive bidding war. Um, I'll, I'll tell you who proposed it and and then I'll tell you who required who, who it. Acquired the it. So the Jewish delegation uh, nominated Ms. Marvel. Okay. Um, and a whole bidding war was set up um, and the South Asian delegation uh, emerged to keep Ms. Marvel, but it cost them $490 uh, to do it. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. That's okay.
3: <laughs> when you set the price at Tim Drake at $6, everybody else seems ridiculously overbidded, but that's a yeah. huge. Actually, you know what? Kamala is the best he- youth hero. So it's not the worst spending of your money, but. Yeah. Money wasted. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's well, here's the thing, it's not money wasted for the S- South Asian delegation. You know, you pay the premium to keep your marquee character. You know, the black delegation should should keep keep a you know mind of that since they keep losing their marquee characters. I get no, but I understand. I understand. It was, you know. Yeah.
3: I also come from it from the bias of like the white delegation, you know. We we don't really fight to keep our characters. Y'all are supposed to be trying to take them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. All right. So next up, Tony Stark. Tony Stark for 385 by the Jewish delegation. Oh, I should have told you which delegations got them because, you know, I'll go back around. Uh, Tony Stark 385.
3: For the Jewish delegation? That's a, yes. that's a
0: score. Oh, OK. I thought that was a little on the high
3: side. Uh, OK. In this pool, this weekly pool, mm-hmm. I think it's a really good. I think that's about what Tony Stark should be. So I think they scored pretty good because it seems like character value is all over the place here.
0: Okay. Uh, Selina Kyle, Catwoman, by the South Asian delegation for $200. Yeah, score. Catwoman
3: Catwoman is the best book at DC right now. The best. There's nothing. It's the best book coming out right now. Maybe one X-Men title can fight it. Okay. (laughs) So... And it's always a good, good point getter because, like, the whole thing is like building this huge mythos around Catwoman, so they're making her much more larger than
0: life. Mm-hmm. Now, I was disappointed to find out that her her Black Label book is not going to be in continuity, which is disappointing, right?
3: She's got a new one that's coming out, right? Right. Yeah. Because the only reason we counted the current one was because it was essentially the finale to Tom King's run.
0: Yeah. so, so it's bat, count. Right. Yeah. That one's, that one's somewhat in continuity because it's like tied to the Tom King run. We have this theory where
3: it's like, if you are the main characters of a run, like for example, Tom King's Batman, mm-hmm. if they decide to do a future story with you to like wrap their run, that counts.
0: Yeah. As it should. I think it should. All right. Uh, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman, for one ten. That's a good pick. Also for the South Asian delegation.
3: Wait, wait. So the South Asian delegation is picking up multiple
0: characters this week. Yeah, they got Kamala Khan. They okay. Got, yeah, because you know they won their they won the bits. They got Kamala Khan. They got Catwoman, and they got Spider Woman.
3: Damn, that's that's a good that's a good week.
0: Uh, let, so just to circle back. Oh, sorry, the last the last pick. Um. Namor for $100. I think that's a little overpriced, but whatever. All right. So just to recap, uh, circling back. So Ben Riley was acquired by the Latinx delegation for 70 Uh The multiracial delegation acquired Damian Wayne for 167
3: Can I pause briefly? I just, I got to know what team they're rolling with. What is the Latinx team right now? Because the fact that they spent $70 and got Ben Riley, they're killing
0: it. They've won the season already. Look. <laughs> Look, they won the season when they got Wonder Woman for four hundred dollars. As far as I'm concerned, um, they got Wonder Woman for four hundred dollars, Jace Fox for fifty dollars, Nightwing for one hundred and five, T'Challa for one hundred and five, Thor for one hundred and thirty, Doctor Strange for two dollars. That's insane. Yes, insane. The whole two dollars.
3: That whole team is just two dollars. Here's the thing about the Latinx division. This is the highest price I'm going to give everybody. No matter at what level of this competition you're competing, whether it's in the weeklies, whether it's using this money bidding system, whether it's just reading solicitations and making drafts, they are the best. They are unstoppable. (laughs) They're so good at it. And it doesn't matter what format this game is being played. They kick ass.
0: And yeah, so Ben Riley at 70, that was their their, their other. So I'll I'll go ahead – you know, I'll I'll go ahead and read the other delegations as well. Then the multiracial delegation—they got Wolverine, Logan for five eighty nine, the Flash for one hundred five, Yara Floor for one hundred five, Damian Wayne for one sixty seven, and Laura Kinney for seventy. That's not a bad team. The East Southeast Asian delegation only has one character so far, uh, Peter Parker for eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> which 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 could really blow up in their face if uh, if Peter as rumored, uh, dies <laughs> Regardless, Peter's not gonna be around as much. I mean, he, hopefully he'll make appearances in other books. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white delegation only has one character so far, and that's Batman um, for 1199.
3: I like how they're kind of like parallels to each other. It's like <laughs> one's got Batman, the best DC has to offer. And the others got Spider-Man, the best Marvel's got to offer.
0: Yeah, but Batman is a more proven commodity.
3: Yes, Batman is the far better deal of the two.
0: So the Black Delegation, they got Doctor Doom for twelve dollars. They got Superman for six hundred dollars, Captain America for four eighty-four, and and uh, Damian Wayne. sorry, and Tim Drake for six.
3: Yeah, it's a solid team.
0: The Polynesian Delegation got. Kang the Conqueror for $300, major overpay. Um Raven for $100. America Chavez for $100 and Namor for 100 dollars They are the team that is
3: overpaying. But is it still Tomati? Yeah, it's still Tomati. Is he telling is this all in like He hasn't he I'm hasn't sorry. dropped
0: any he hasn't dropped any uh backstories yet. He's been holding uh, off. All right, okay.
3: Because so, he wants the team together before he. Has so to it so
0: out. so the dark horse of dark horses is a, has this this season has been the Jewish delegation. Reed Richards for one hundred six. Jonathan Kent, for two twenty five. Uh, Black Widow, for one hundred. Captain Marvel for one fifty. The Iron Man. Jen Walters for twenty five. <laughs> Harley Quinn for 105. Damn. And Iron Man for 385. Okay, damn. That's a How much money do they got left? Uh, well, they had they had about 115, but I give bonus money. Um, so so they're up to 120 129 left. Okay. And I already said the South Asian delegation, they got their three three characters this week. Uh, the Native American delegation. Uh, 390 for Storm. Okay. That's a good win. Uh, 30 for Flash Thompson. And 75 for Echo.
3: Okay. That's a solid team so far. It's a solid team they've built up.
0: So there's still a lot. I mean, listen, we're only 36 characters in out of a total of 108. You know, there's, there's still a lot a lot that can happen in the next you know eight weeks
3: i really enjoy this system i really enjoy the way you're doing this like it's it sounds like a lot of fun and the the way
0: you're doing it it's like oh i won't do that and uh, and actually stooks are you there i'm right here all right stooks so for for zero dollars for zero dollars you get to propose a character. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the black delegation.
1: The, the Negroverse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it could be any character from any DC or Marvel property.
0: Well, that hasn't been that hasn't been picked yet.
1: Okay, that hasn't been picked. Um I would say. Let's go with Nightwing.
0: No, Nightwing's been picked already.
1: Oh, wait, wait. You said Robin, right?
0: No, Nightwing's already been picked. Nightwing was picked by the Latinx delegation.
1: Oh, did I say that out loud? Um, Dang it. Give me a second. I'll come back to
0: it. All right. Do you want me to link you to the list so you see all the characters that were picked? Yes. All right. Give me a second. I will come back, mm-hmm. Sean. This is an example of where you can talk about without, you know, without without saying who should be drafted. You know, just kind of speak generally about well, some characters that you you think uh, you'd you'd like to see, and and you know, just like based on you know, you put out a you put out a piece. In fact. Um, for the fantasy comics league, about characters to be to watch in the second half of the year, so feel free to talk to talk up those characters.
3: Okay, uh, okay. The first character that you all should be looking at is about to lead an event for the Batman family, and because he's leading that event, he is gonna get a shit ton of points because all the Batman books are getting pulled into it.
0: <laughs> Would that be uh Mr. Mr. Red Hood? No. Oh, okay. Not be, not be Mr. Red Hood.
3: I said villain. Jason's Jason's an anti-hero at worst. Is Jason. Okay, I thought that. Jason, was
0: Captain America drafted? Yeah, he was drafted by the black delegation.
3: But Jason wasn't.
0: Yeah, Jason hasn't been drafted yet.
3: Okay, yeah, those are the two big names that I thought I didn't hear. Um, otherwise, you know look at your mutants still. Uh, the mutants, the mutants in the bat family. those are, those are the <laughs> prize people <children> right now. <laughs> you go for them. And when you go for the mutants, you look at the mutants who are for sure going to show up a lot, such as the Quiet Council or Cyclops, the leader of Krokoa's like defense. True.
0: but he doesn't have a solo
3: book. He, he has a team book though. And it's Cyclops and the x Men, you know? He, that's basically his book.
0: <laughs> that's fair. All uh, right, Stooks. I was, actually,
3: I was doing the numbers just the other day. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, Jean Grey is number nine, and Cyclops is number 10 for overall okay. characters, so.
0: Interesting. All right, Stooks, you got, you got it. you got a character in mind? I
1: do. This may cause some controversy. Uh-oh. So he's he's slowly becoming my favorite character because I did my research on this guy and I'm like yo I really like this guy and he's more of the abstract characters that's liked in the realm of superheroes okay so I choose for the Negro verse Miguel O'Hara
0: wow even though even though he may not appear anywhere. <laughs>
1: Wait, 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 wait! That's false. Into the Spider Verse 2.
0: Yeah, but that's that's not until like twenty twenty two, my my dude. Hey, twenty twenty one is almost over. It's halfway over. Yeah, but we'll we'll have a whole new season by that.
1: Okay, I like Miguel O'Hara.
0: I listen. I I'm I'm just you know I'm just giving you the opportunity to to think it through before you you know all right.
1: Is that out of, out of Cause I was I didn't want to go to with the obvious because we've been through this one. This this other pick that I chose, incredible hope Bruce Banner. You at know least, what though?
3: It's Miguel O'Hara. This is a good bid because it might make the Latinx be like, oh shit, we gotta protect one of our own. <laughs> uh, some money because they've got tons of it at this
0: point. I, I don't know. I feel like they're savvy enough to be like, um, I don't, I don't see where he'll show up. So.
1: Hey, listen. But listen, it is a
0: zero dollar bid. It costs you nothing. Costs you nothing but a roster spot. If I'm
1: winning, then I'm winning.
0: Miguel (laughs) O'Hara, A.K.A. So, in tandem, gotta ask: When you think black Miguel O'Hara, who is your visual reference? A and or FanCast. Okay.
1: Um, uh, that I had. I don't know his name. Hold no on worries. a second.
0: We can, we can talk it through. We can talk it through.
1: Wait, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Uh, where, is where is he? Hold on. Come on. He's here somewhere. Uh, okay, I don't know his name, but the Flash TV show, right? Okay. Oh, okay, Wally West, the dude that played Wally
0: on oh, Kean Lonsdale. Yes, all right, not mad at it, especially. Have you guys seen him now in the old
3: Spice commercials? Yes,
1: no, yes, he's hilarious. <laughs> he is hilarious. He is, he's a he looks old. Like, he's he like, he like, so much older than he is, which is he like, like life in hard. <laughs> he's in the, but he's in like three Old space commercials or two.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've seen two of them because there's the one where he's the race car driver, right? Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And then there's another one where he breaks. I want to say he's in the shower.
1: Yes. But I don't yes. remember
0: what. I don't Look remember the what. The
1: tiles. The tile shower. Yeah.
0: All right, well, I will confer with you later about which of the uh, looks, as it were, for Kian Lonsdale you would prefer. But, okay. um, all right, so so black, uh, Black Miguel O'Hara. <laughs> from the future. From the future. Black future, Spider-Man 2099, with that sweet, sweet, sweet suit. Yo, but, um, I love that. but let's jump back into the news, uh, Sean. Uh, I don't know if you have, if have been following this uh, Scarlett Johansson story. Know, we were in the midst of that story uh, when, when you hopped on. Um, and I, you know, I was was just sort of letting the people know that a big, you know, big thing that happened is that when they released the movie in July, they released it as part of the premiere access thing. And um. It, unfortunately, while it performed pretty strongly in its opening weekend, and also performed pretty well domestically, um, it did not perform well internationally. So for that reason, um, I wanna pull up what the total box office is right now for Black Widow. Um, Does that include
3: video on demand?
0: Um, no, it only this would only be the box office okay. number. Um, so the box office number, I believe, is at almost four hundred. Um, let's make sure.
1: Yo, yo, isn't that crazy? That's considered a failure. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's like, that's the point. So so right now, it has made one hundred and sixty-seven million domestically. I believe it's the number two movie of the year um in terms of box office uh, domestically um it's made 176 uh total internationally for 343 million wow so a big part of its underperformance has been that as compared to some of the other movies which will the proportion of uh domestic to international it would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 40% domestic versus 60% international. This is more like 50-50. Um, mm-hmm. And notable to that is that this movie was not released in China. And
1: That's, that hit it, that hit it hard.
0: Yeah, and China is uh, one of the top box office markets. Um, I looked it up the other day, um, the Fast and the Furious movie made 200 million in in uh in china alone yeah just china wow so so the argument that is is being made by the by the attorneys for scarlett johansson is that by releasing the movie on video on demand which i believe they've made 80 million um in terms of uh, 80 million on this premiere access that 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 um, release on premier access has put a drag on their box office um, and, th- and why that's important is that because of the way the contract is set up that you know they they're a, they do a um, their the contracts have a clause for arbitration um, for breach of contract but in order to defeat that clause they are alleging not breach of contract. They're alleging that Disney interfered with the contract that was between Marvel Studios and Scarlett Johansson by releasing it on demand. Um, the theory, the theory being that that Marvel didn't breach the contract. Disney induced uh, that breach.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, so. As y'all know, I'm a lesbian, you know. Mm-hmm. So um I signed a contract when I signed a contract for my first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um I, I you know, obviously a lot of people don't read it, they they're getting fed it by the agent on mm-hmm. the person that represents them. Right. So I read my contract thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And so um the the back end of that, you know, it, it when she signed the contract, people forget the movie wrapped in late 2018. Okay. Right? Very late 2018. And the reason why... So by, so at that
0: time, Disney Plus had not launched. Okay.
1: Yes. Nor an act of whatever happened, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the only reason why I didn't, you know, release at the time, because editing, you know, all the, all the good stuff that takes in a good movie. So, um, that contract probably had to be revised four or five times. Okay. And and so, when you sign when you sign a contract, that back end mm-hmm. becomes your bill payer.
0: Sure. Okay. I get it.
1: And and I, I signed for two percent on the back right.
0: End so for, for so, my movie, right. So my question is that in your contract, did you have a a back end that included streaming?
1: Because the movie the movie that I'm doing is going to be. Uh, streamed 120 days after the theatrical release. Okay. There is nothing that says that. So if they could say say if hypothetical, right? Just mm-hmm. the hypothetical. Jinx, knock on wood, whatever. We go on lockdown again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. The movie comes out on streaming. Now they have to revise my contract. Got it.
0: So so right. So the way your contract exists currently, though it doesn't account for the screen it,
1: it does not because my movie's coming out late 22. got it so,
0: so so you're so you're so you're in a situation that's similar to Scarlett's situation yes. well here well actually to be fair Marvel is a sorry Disney is alleging that her contract does offer her a back end in the streaming
1: and you know with that with that mm-hmm. it probably revised it Without notifying her because they're Disney. She's gonna get money regardless. She got 20 million up front. Right. But that 20 million up front, people don't realize like living that lifestyle Mm -hmm. it it can't help. Yeah. But But I'm just saying
0: saying, really quick. I'm just saying that she's not arguing that she's entitled to her streaming back end. She's she's arguing that just by releasing it in streaming in the first place it affected the overall box the overall. office performance of the movie you know, you know which it, is which is a, which is a much different argument than you know give me the same percentage of the streaming money that I get from the regular box office so question a, is this yeah.
3: this is more a grievance than a like complaint against Disney she's more claiming a grievance or is she like being like Disney fucked me and this is how they fucked me? The,
0: the, way, the, way the I ladder, see it, the latter. Because what okay, she's yeah, trying to do sorry. is get out her. What she's trying to do is get out of her arbitration clause. You know, her arbitration like most actors. You know, you can testify to this. You know, if 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 you if you if you, if you feel that the the studio didn't do right by your contract, most of the time you can go to arbitration and and they can work out a settlement with confidentially. You know within the constraints of the arbitration clause because she wanted to make it public because she wanted to you know have everyone know um what her grievances were it was important for her to go outside of the realm of the arbitration clause and that's why it's important for her her theory which is that her theory is that they sabotage the release essentially Mm -hmm. that because Uh because disney knew that it was going to make money off of disney plus that they were okay with making less money in the box office um, than than they would have made if they had made it exclusive to that if, if they made it exclusive to the theaters mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: but the you know one of the major problems with that theory though is that you have to demonstrate that their behavior was unreasonable and that's where it's going to get tricky
1: and because you know again the act of whatever
0: right the the pandemic
1: yes you know it's just like you can't predict that you 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 can't you just can't and you like go they they must have been tugging back and forth to release it on on disney plus hard
0: and here's the thing like there was probably a very small window in maybe May Mm -hmm. and June when people thought that we were out of the pandemic um, all over the world. And, you know, that's the market that the Fast and the Furious went into. And that's one of the reasons that Fast and the Furious has made as much money as it has because, you know, because it launched into a more favorable environment and it launched in, in, like I said, it launched in China. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, China's, like one thing that happens in China that I wasn't aware of until this year, they typically don't release non-Chinese movies in the summertime because uh, July is their Independence Day, mm-hmm. and they release a lot of patriotic um, mm-hmm. movies during this time of year, and then they sort of reopen it in the fall.
1: Because oh, let me let me tell you, so I've so, been to China eleven times. Okay, right? I've been to Beijing, Zhaozhou, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is. We always went we always went with summertime. Okay. And so when, you know, when we see movie theaters like promoting a Marvel movie, right? It would be like an old Marvel movie. Like okay. It came out years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: like they would do that as a matinee, and then there would be other movies that come out like like you said, like Chinese, like yeah. more Chinese stuff. And then you would see we would, one time we went to a movie where it was about Chinese propaganda or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know and so they promoted Avengers Infinity War right mm-hmm. and they it was like uh, um, that one came out in october
0: exactly and i'm like even though of, even though infinity war came out for us in april it didn't come out saying. in china until october so yeah. it wouldn't it's not outside of the realm of possibility like you could imagine a situation where they drop black widow in september late september or october and it actually makes a bunch of money, you know. And if that were to happen, it kind of undercuts her argument, right? You know, like if if she makes a bunch of money in China, and then you and then the final number ends up being like six fifty. Well, it's hard to argue that putting it out on premiere access hurt the performance of the movie.
1: I, I you know, I asked a lot of people. Man. A lot, a lot of my family a lot of mm. my friends what are you going to see in theaters mm. and it was like no no i'm going to see it on you know my tv uh, no yeah. like majority of people that i asked said no i'm going to see disney i'm going to see it on the. Mm-hmm. yo I mean, hold on y'all see black widow on the theater or disney plus disney plus, disney plus. I, saw on disney
2: plus too.
1: <laughs> I saw it on disney plus too right and, and so you know i think disney plus uh, um they were thinking about the people mm-hmm. and they didn't expect that Scarlett Johansson would take legal action, being that it was in the literally in the resurgence of this pandemic.
0: Yeah. But I also think and that, and so, yeah, I also going back to what I was saying before, I also think that if they did make arrangements, whatever the, the number is, if they did make arrangements to pay her a percentage of the Disney Plus money, you know, then. As you know the price of the Disney Plus is higher than the ticket price.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know?
0: Like so if she's entitled to again this is this is what it to me this is what it comes down to. If if she is entitled to a cut of the Disney Plus money then it it still undercuts her argument that the Disney Plus release is a way of not paying her for for her back end. You know? Now I, if they said yeah, if now that, if they said, oh no, 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 all of that is ours and we're not giving it to you, then 100
1: percent I right. she's she's right. Yeah. She's right. Right.
0: Then then it then it's a stronger argument for. But again, you know what would happen? An arbitrator, if if she if she went to arbitration, the arbitrator would just say, oh we'll just give you the cut of the we'll just give you the cut of the Disney Plus and we're done. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's what the arbitrator would decide. What she's attempting to do, and this is where I kind of feel a little weird about it, she's she's saying that but for if there was no Disney Plus aspect to it, the movie would have done X number Better. at the box Better. office. Yeah,
2: yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. But she's but she's projecting that, you know, and 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 she doesn't have necessarily a strong basis for projecting it in this market where there's. All these other regions that are closing down their theaters because of the pandemic. She Mm -hmm. like you can't compare the pre-pandemic box office to this box office because even look, even Fast and the Furious, that movie's probably going to top out. Let me look it up right now. Like I think that Fast and the Furious has only made about six hundred million.
1: Yeah, which Um, honestly. I think they they over-exceeded because of this pandemic.
0: But what I'm saying is that the the last two Fast and the Furious movies, maybe even the last three, sorry, 642. So Mm -hmm. the last three Fast and the Furious movies uh, went above a billion Mm -hmm, dollars. Like maybe even like 1.2 or 1.3. You know? Mm -hmm. So even that movie, which did not have a streaming release, which was exclusive Mm -hmm. to theaters is in a way underperforming. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So it's hard, it's hard to argue that any movie introduced into this market would make a billion Mm dollars. You know, if a proven billion dollar property (laughs) is topping out at maybe like 700 million, like it's, it's hard for her to project that her movie, which is not, a proven billion-dollar property would would make you know eight hundred million in this market. Not but again, and, I, and this is not me poo-pooing. The, the, like I, I really like the movie. Like it's one of my favorite movies. It's just that, like you take you take the fact that it was not released in China, you take the fact that it was released in the midst of a pandemic, and these are things that were not within the realm of control of Disney.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and in and that, that
1: that's, that's where right. I agree with you
0: and in that sense, the premier access is a way of creating more money where there might not have been that money in the theaters. Like she's going to have to show that, like she's going to have to show that if there was no premier access, the movie would have done better than the amount of money that was made in premier access.
1: I hon- I honestly think that for real, this is just like I said, my opinion. I think that she feels under because Black Widow was due for a movie a long time ago.
0: And that part, that that part I agree with. Like, and and, 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 then again, this was a story that came out uh, later today. I mean, sorry, earlier today. Uh, Like, you know, the changeover in management from, you know, Bob Iger to Bob Chapek. You know, Mm. Bob Iger is known for his good relationships with talent. You know, like, that's how he came up. He came up as a Hollywood guy. Um, whereas Chapek mm-hmm. didn't come up as, like, a Hollywood guy. He, he was, like, I think he was part of, like, the Parks division of Disney. Like, he's more of, like, a numbers guy, straight-up numbers guy. So, like, I just think that in terms of handling the the feelings part of the situation, instead of talking to talking to Scarlett and saying like hey you know you you we we value you we'll we'll try to make it right We'll, you know blah 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 like he was just basically like eh? oh well you know did, we did what we did you know like wait sean you you're, you're on mute right now sean
3: like, <laughs> like they're just like yeah you're dead what do you matter to us now
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i kind of i i mean i feel like he was probably like you know, I feel like his attitude was more like, look, I mean, you're, you're done. This was your last movie. You know, it sucks, but it is what it is, you know? And, and that probably upset her people, rightfully so. And they said, well, we're going to use every tool at our disposal, including litigation. And, and that's how it goes. Like, ultimately, I do think it's going to settle. Um, but in the meanwhile, it's, it's a bad look for Disney It's something that they're going to have to clean up with regard to future talent, but it does raise questions as to if this pandemic stretches on. You know, Shang Chi is we're we're a month away from Shang Chi,
3: and that's how are they going to treat Simu compared to ScarJo, the highest grossing actress of all time?
0: Well, but here's the thing: like they they had not planned to do Premier Access for Shang Chi, but. But if they decide now that, you know, there aren't enough markets, you know, if they close down the LA market again, if they close down, you know, if they do things with the New York market where they put restrictions back in place, you know, having that, not having that option, not having that premier access option or being worried about the the negative reaction to the premier access option, you know, it's going to be very, I'm going to be very interested in seeing the direction they go over the next couple of weeks to figure out their deal with Scarlett Johansson before they, you know, move forward with any other Premier access. Because as far as I know, you know, they did Jungle Cruise this week. That was also Premier access. Um, but I don't think they have other Premier access movies planned because they assume that by the fall you know, we'd be out of the pandemic and they, and it wouldn't okay, be necessary. Okay, let counter that.
3: Um, mm-hmm. The reason I saw Black Widow is because our movie theater actually wasn't open. And mm-hmm. actually the first movie I'm going to see is going to be the Suicide Squad in theaters. Because mm-hmm. our theaters are just now opening up again.
0: Yeah. And that's so interesting the- because... It's also
3: growing in places.
0: But it's interesting because, you know, you know, t- bringing it back to the, you know, bringing it back to the, the hbo max side of things they they got into a little bit of kerfuffle kerfuffle because they don't have a premiere access they just decided they were going to put all their movies on hbo max and you know they did work out some things in the back end with some people to give them money as if they released it in the theaters but but there's no pot there's no pot of of money coming in coming in from HBO Max the same way there's a pot of money from Premier Access. You yeah. know, Suicide Squad, like I'm I'm planning to see it in the theaters, I already have a ticket for it, um, but a lot of people are probably just gonna watch it um, on HBO Max this weekend.
3: Oh man, Shims gun he deserves this either.
0: <laughs> you know, but, but I think that this is why so many people have been uh, paying attention to this scarlett johansson story because if if they can get a concession if they can get a concession out of disney then it has ramifications across the industry if they can yeah. if they can get some kind of upfront money when they're when the movie gets released to streaming rather than
3: i actually found your conversation really interesting because mm-hmm. most of what i've heard of this lawsuit has very much painted scarlett johansson as like the hero who is fighting for other people's rights and the more you told me the more i was like that does that seems less and less the case that just seems like scarlet wants more money
0: but in a way i mean it's both it's both though like she wants more money but she knows that if she gets more money it creates opportunities for other other people she's setting a precedent exactly or she's trying to
3: yeah, and that's kind of like where I, I kind of want to see her succeed cuz it's like Scarlett's one of the few people as an employee that could fight an employer of Disney's size.
0: Right. But on the other end, I I can't help but feel like, you know, her the whole theory behind her case is is, is yeah. It's not it's not a good argument. argument. Because, it, because Disney didn't want to take, listen, Disney did not want to tank this movie, I'm sure they would prefer that they made an extra 200 to 300 million at the box office, I'm sure they would prefer that that Black Widow be released in China, and, and they have that extra money coming in, you know, it's just that that's just, that's not how things went for them. And it, it becomes a question of who bears that loss you know when a movie that was projected for twice as much makes half as much should should they pay the actor you know the same royalty that they would have paid if it made 700 million even though it makes 350 you know and and some people would say well disney has the money they sh- they should just do it but the truth is if they do it for this movie they have to do it for every movie Yeah. And that's why and that's why they oppose it. It's a very
3: it's a very interesting battle. (laughs) There's such good like arguments for either side, you know? It's weird to say because it's a corporation and a actress who makes millions, but yeah, it's a very fascinating case.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I think that if if, if they had decided, if China, because, because to me, China is the big culprit, the big, like, looming uh, player that's not being accounted for. You know, if, like, China has not approved a date yet and may not approve a date for Black Widow.
3: Yeah, that's that's a huge game player. I also think the thing that really thinks Scarlett Johansson's argument, other than the fact that she's making a bet that can't be sustained, is she is getting paid for it. Yeah. Like she's still getting a cut of the Disney plus stuff. And I'm like, at that point, you know, your argument seems really weak to me.
0: But again, I, you know, I, I'm sympathetic. I think that if, you know, from a pure, you were a good um, player, you were, you played a major role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a decade, you know, there, yep. every turn. yeah you got you know you, you got your your movie ended up getting released into like a shitty market you know it it does make sense that they would that they should want to make things right with her and and to the extent if disney did want to play hardball with her and say that you know no like i get why you know, this is the card you play. I get to, I get why, you you know, you at least try to either both play the PR game, which they're, they are winning the PR game. You know, mm-hmm. even if they're not going to win on the merits in court, the PR is, is strong enough to make them um, more amenable to a settlement than they would have been before. So to that, I say, bravo. Scarlett Johansson and considering the fact that Scarlett Johansson was a controversial figure, um, you know, last year for yeah. all of her, like she, she has done the full face turn and now she is, uh, you know, she's a hero. Yeah, she is. She really is. Yeah. So, so good on her. Um, but, you know, the the lawyer in me like has to at least acknowledge that this is more of a like PR win than a legal win like the law part of it is a little bit a little bit on the shaky side yeah you know but that was our i mean that was that was the big news story the last we we saved that one for last um we lost stooks for a while i hope you know i guess he's not going to come back but we have his uh we have his character um sean (laughs) sean do you have any uh you know, do you want to you want to plug the Fantasy Comics League for the listeners before we go?
3: And, um, we're the people that provide the stats for the divisional play of this. Um, we are Fantasy Comic League on basically every social media site that counts. I think we've even got a Twitch now. We got Twitch. Oh, wow. we got... Twitter. We've got Instagram. And yeah, we we're trying to release our podcast weekly right now. And what we're doing right now with the podcast is basically creating that fantasy comic league Bible.
0: I wanted, Mm -hmm. but in audio form. Nice. Nice. Cool. And yeah, Yeah. I, I, have been on their show. I mean, you, you got it was, it was great to be there. If you, you know, if you'd like to hear more of my dulcet tones, you can check out uh, the episode from like two weeks ago. Um, You know, it was great to have you here. Um, I don't know. Just to give your give your insight from the FCL perspective on on these characters, I think we've got a strong week ahead of us of characters. Have
3: they um, been made yet, or no? What
0: did you say? Have any nominations
3: haven't been made for this week yet? Have they?
0: No, they haven't. But you know, I've got there's some there's some that are coming out as for as soon as the show ends. So so we'll be be interested to see how how it plays out. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna announce live on the air. Uh, the multiracial delegation has nominated for ten dollars. Miles Morales. (laughs) That's right. So we're about to kick off. About to kick off with Miles Morales. So. By the time you hear this podcast, we will be deep into the thick of the Miles Morales bidding, so follow us on our various socials. Follow, you know, mostly on Twitter. That's where the back and forth tends to happen. Um, but you'll, you know, you can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Racial draft pod. Oh, sorry, Racial Draft, Racial Dot on Instagram, Racial Draft on Facebook, at Racial Draft pod on Twitter. You know, again, you can find me at MTFIII on all the platforms and um look if you're a fan of the show if this is your first show i apologize but hopefully you will join us next week as we continue to do the race bending as we continue to racially draft uh change the complexion of the comic book universe one draft pick at a time and until next time all things are possible